Hello, my friends. Welcome to Deeper Than Dating, the best place for singles to uplevel their lives and take advantage of their single time. I'm your host, Sarah Mack, breakup and relationship coach, and I'm here to guide you to uplevel and upgrade your single life by building a deeper connection with yourself. I'm on a mission to help millennials take advantage of their single time so they can get over their past, stop settling in life, attract better relationships, and have fun while being single. On Deeper Than Dating, we will explore topics of self-development, psychology of love, relationships, and breakups, mindset, spirituality, and manifestation in order to deepen the relationship with ourselves, which is truly the secret to deeper dating. Whether you find yourself still trying to get over your ex, questioning all your relationship decisions, desiring a more fulfilling single life, or chasing your next relationship, this is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey because the answer will be the same. Dig deeper into your connection with yourself in order to attract a better life and level up. It's not about dating. It's not about the breakup. It's not about your future. It's always deeper. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Deeper Than Dating. I'm very excited about today's episode. It is something different than, than, than we've talked about before. I am speaking with Andrea Menhas. Andrea is an energy export expert, I'm fumbling my words this, today, uh, and a crystal dealer. She has an online crystal shop. So after you listen to this episode, I think you're going to want to go find her on Instagram immediately and buy some crystals from her because We've already been talking about it for the past few minutes, and I'm excited to get more crystals. Um, So yeah, today we're going to talk about energy healing, what that means. If you've never heard of it and you're like, what is this? What are you guys talking about? We're going to get into it and how crystals play a part in that. Um, So open your mind, open your hearts, listen to this and get curious because that's what I'm going to be doing with Andrea. So welcome, Andrea. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. First of all, I just want to start with a bit about you, what you do, because I love what you do, and I'm sure people are going to be very curious. So let us know. (laughs) All right. Well, um, as Sarah mentioned, I am an energy expert. I'm a Reiki healer, and I am also a crystal dealer Like with my own crystal shop. I've had my crystal shop for about two years years now. Um, and one of the things that I'm just super passionate about like with my crystal shop is making sure that like everything is ethically sourced um, and of the highest quality that you can possibly get with your crystals. Um, it's something that I've really put a lot of effort into. Um, and we can go into this later um, because I think that just making sure that your crystals are ethically sourced is like so important for it's the crystals energetic properties. Um, and I have been doing Reiki healing for about a year. Um, and it Reiki was such a huge part of my journey as well that uh, it's just become like a really big part of my life. Yes. And I didn't even mention Reiki in the intro, but just for anyone that has no idea what this is, what Reiki is, what energy healing is, how do you explain that to someone? I love like to explain it by it really just gets your body like back into alignment so like we have our physical bodies and you know we do things like 
go to the chiropractor, go to an acupuncturist, or like go to the doctor to like take care of our physical bodies. But we also have energetic bodies, which are like within us. And like, that's more like what's tied to like your spirit. And so sometimes what can happen is that your energetic body gets out of balance, just very similar to like how your physical body can get out of balance. So this can happen with like trauma or like negative experiences and or just like emotions in general that get stored like in the body that can like get it slightly out of balance. So in Reiki, like what we do a lot is like really focus on like the chakra system and the chakra system is it's believed that we have seven primary chakras like running all around, all down of our spine. And these chakras are responsible for keeping both actually our energetic and physical and spiritual bodies like in alignment. So when something is out of alignment, when it comes to energy healing, um, you can have physical symptoms that start to manifest themselves first. Or you can have like emotional symptoms that start to manifest themselves. So what we do with energy healing is that we focus on like getting your energy back into alignment so that we get to the root cause of like what's really causing you to like say feel really anxious in life Um, or just you've just had I'm sure that many of you have heard of like inner child healing like we can also go into a lot of inner child healing like when it comes to uh energy healing as well Mm -hmm. yeah so how is that connected the inner child healing so if someone is carrying a lot of heaviness from their childhood maybe some trauma maybe some just pain how does that connect with the reiki healing and um yeah, moving moving that out of the body. Yeah, so emotions, all of our emotions um, get stored in our bodies, especially when they have been traumatic experiences or like just negative experiences in general. Like that emotion gets, t- gets stored in your body when you can't release it. Um, so things like crying are actually like a really – good example of like releasing something um because you're crying and then your body's like doing what it your body and your nervous system are doing like what they need to do to get themselves like back to being regulated so let's say that you are carrying a lot of trauma from your from childhood um that may be stored within one of your specific chakras And what we'll kind of do, like when we go into energy healing is we'll start to tap into that like bit by bit. And what we'll do is like, you know, I'll do the healing portion of it, which is, I know it can seem like a little bit of a mystery, but I'm really, what I'm doing is I'm sending like new fresh energy, like into that area of the body. And then Kind of what I like to do at the end of a healing session is that I like to talk to my clients about what emotion came up and start to talk about that. And one of the biggest things that like will start to come up is that we need to do some clearing around it. And by clearing, I mean 
that you can start to do um, something called cord cutting. So cord cutting is when you like, so picture like, you can picture a cord, like a physical like type of cord, like think of like a rope um, tied between like, let's just take like your solar plexus as an example. Your solar plexus is is in your, is uh, like around your, is on your belly, like kind of around the belly button. So let's just take that as an example. So you can visualize a cord coming out of you, like from that area, like by your belly button and like visualizing it attached to that emotion or maybe the person that like you're envisioning that like may have caused you trauma. And like what you're going to like one of the exercises that we can go through like during energy healing is like having you visualize actually cutting that cord between you and the situation or you and that person. And you can do things like pulling it out of you or do things and like then like when you feel like you've pulled enough, like then we cut it. But again, like with a lot of energy healing and especially like things like inner child healing, there may be several layers to work through. So during one energy healing session, we can work through a little bit of it, like whatever wants to come up that day. Because a lot of the times when we work through these emotions, a lot starts to come up. But what I, I always say, only what's ready to come up will come up. So we may have to start peeling it back like bit by bit, kind of like the layers of an onion. What is the process? Like when you say you're moving the energy, what is that like for someone um, that's doing that? Like what? Yeah, I've actually never done Reiki. I've seen it and um, it's surprising that I've never done it because I love doing everything. (laughs) I love trying all this stuff. (laughs) Um, I just figured I'll like, I'll do it eventually. Um, So what is it like? Um, it's really gentle. Like most people just find it to be like very relaxing. Like if, or on the receiving end, people find it to be very relaxing. Um, I usually we drop in, at least that's the way that I do it is that usually we like drop in with a meditation to start to get you relaxed and like really like calm and like grounded into your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll go, and then I'll go into the healing portion and it's so gentle that like, I've had clients tell me that they just felt so relaxed that they just started to fall asleep. The cord cutting too is so interesting because especially for breakups, that's something I usually recommend is to do some sort of cord cutting ceremony of letting go of the past. How does that show up in our body when we, let's say someone's holding on to an ex and they just can't let them go like how is that how might that be manifesting in the body so sometimes that can manifest itself in like you usually I would say you usually notice it in like situations or feelings that you're having like let's say that you meet someone new but you had like a bad breakup like you might be terrified to like go into that relationship with them because it was based like off of past experience. So usually what I would like tune into is like, where in your body do you feel that emotion? So like, I'll take myself as an example. I feel a lot of emotions like in my stomach area. So like and pretty much like 
any like big, big emotions that like I feel, I'm always going to feel them like in my stomach area. And so then I know like, again, like going back to the chakras, like I know which chakras those are connected to. So that's what we'll like do work on when we do energy healing. But maybe for somebody else, like could be that they feel it a lot in their throat. So they feel like they can't express themselves freely, especially if that was something that like really came up like in a, in a past relationship. Um, then I'll see like a throat chakra blockage because they feel that they can't talk freely. They feel like they shouldn't express themselves. And so we won't do so much healing on the lower chakras. We'll instead focus more on that throat chakra so that we can really open it up so that that person like isn't so afraid to like speak freely. Yeah. So each chakra, can we talk about what um, clearing them out, what each of them does? Yeah, we can absolutely talk about what each of them does. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite topic. Um, (laughs) So your root chakra. So I'll start. So usually the way that we like to think about it is that you start, you go from bottom to top because you want your root to be balanced. It's kind of like when you think of a tree, a tree has to have like really strong roots in order to hold itself up. So it's the same thing with us. So our root chakra is what keeps us grounded. It's what keeps us feeling safe. Um, And it's our foundation to everything else. Like I was saying, it's just like they are your roots, just like a tree has roots. And so then you'll move into. So then the next chakra up is your is your sacral chakra. So this is like this is what controls passion, creativity. Um, and also from a physical perspective, this also controls our reproductive organs. Um, so like if someone is having like really bad menstrual symptoms, like this could indicate a sacral chakra imbalance. Um, and so then after the sacral chakra, you'll move up to the solar plexus. Um, And by the way, each of these have different colors associated with them. So just to go back real quick, the root chakra, the color associated with the root chakra is typically red. Um, So red signifies like that nice, strong color of the earth. And then the sacral chakra is orange. And so then now the solar plexus. So the color for the solar plexus is yellow. And our solar plexus is what controls our self-confidence. It's also our center for joy. So like if someone, it's really what keeps you like engaged in life and really positive and like feeling positive about life. Um, And again, that's self-confidence. So then after your solar plexus, you will go up to the heart chakra So the heart chakra, just like it sounds, um, it is the center for all things heart related. Um, So any emotions, any emotions that are tied to family, loved ones, you know, significant others. Um, But it's also what allows us to be compassionate with others. Like if I've seen 
when people have heart chakra blockages, they have trouble being compassionate with others. Um, and the color for the heart chakra is green. Um, or it can also be pink, but typically people, typically it's green. Um, and so then after the heart chakra, you will move into the throat chakra. And the throat chakra is what allows us to talk and express ourselves. And so then actually the throat chakra is interesting because it's also tied to the solar plexus because that's your center for self-confidence. So if you have like a solar plexus imbalance, maybe, uh, or if you're having a throat chakra imbalance, like you may not be able to express yourself with confidence. Um, and so then that's, that's something like, that's something really important that we want to make sure that we're able to do. And also just really feel like we can express ourselves freely and like be able to be who we are. Um, so then after the throat chakra, you will then move into chakra. Um, so the third eye chakra, the color for it is like an in like a deep indigo, so like a deep like purplish blue. So sometimes you'll see it represented as just like a purple color. Um, or sometimes you'll see it represented as more like a darker blue color, but that's because it's indigo, and indigo is kind of like a mixture of like purple and blue um but the third eye is really responsible for our intuition so any in whenever you like are saying like I need to I need to trust my gut feeling or I need to trust my intuition our third eye like primarily controls that um and it's what's going to allow you to like to make intuitive decisions as well um so you'll be able to to like intuitively decide and sometimes a simple example is like should, should I go outside should I eat that piece of pizza like those are little exercises that like you can use and like really tune into like the feeling that you get of like should I do this or should I not do this um and so then finally out of the seven primary chakras, your final chakra is your crown chakra. Um, so that is represented by the color white. And the crown chakra is really responsible for that connection between like you here in the physical world and then the spirit world. So the spirit world, um, there are many different spirits in the spirit worlds, including um guides and your guides can be whatever you think of them as your guides if you um have grown up more religious and that's still something that you identify with your guides can be angels um your guides can be past loved ones um so for me as an example like one of my big guides is my grandmother and she's, she was a big past, she's a, a loved one for me and played like a really big role in my life. So I really see her as like one of my big guides. And so then we want to be able to keep the crown chakra open because it's a lot, it's what allows us to make that connection with the spirit world. So if you're really trying to like tap into your intuition, 
you want to make sure that that crown chakra is open so that you can tap into that spirit world and can tap into those messages that you're getting. Um, But it's also important to have the crown chakra balanced because it's your center for clarity. So whenever you're just feeling like really confused or like say you're experiencing like a lot of mental fog, like that could also signify like a crown chakra imbalance. Mm. So how do you do that? If you want to stay open to have some more intuitive connection, how could someone do that on their own? Um. So what I really like to recommend, and it it played like a huge role in my life, um, is simply meditating. Like you can go on on YouTube and find like so many different like meditations like you can type in like crown chakra meditation or like crown chakra binaural beats are one of my favorite things to like put on in the background um you can type in like crown chakra binaural beats um and if you're really making it like a point to maybe do like a guided meditation or you know play those binaural beats in the background and just I like to say like it's almost like trying to keep an open mind then I feel like that's a great way to to keep your crown chakra like balanced on your own um now if there is like something like a lot deeper that you're working through that like really caused like a crown chakra imbalance then that's probably something that you'll want to like seek out some healing for Mm -hmm. something I've been doing and that I always talk about is breath work because I feel like that has helped me a lot with anxiety of just moving the energy out is there is that related to what you do at all it is I am not like super familiar with breath work um I'm learning more about it but I do know that like breath work is a great way to like move energy through the body as well yeah because when we have so much emotion and pain, anxiety, whatever it is in our body weighing us down, it completely takes away from our intuition, thinking clearly and trusting that inner guidance. It's like we're if we're in our head too much, there's too much worry about things that are happening or things that could happen when our intuition really knows the answers, it knows what to do, it knows where to go. And so that's why I love this work that you do and these practices because we have that inner guidance. And I feel like everyone needs to learn how to tap into that. Absolutely. And I feel that's just such a huge part of really like working with energy is being able to tap into your own inner guidance. Yeah. So if someone, if you, if someone's never done this, um, a good place to start is meditation and just sitting still because I feel like a lot of people just don't even take the time to be still and quiet with themselves because there's so much that they don't want to face. And that's the first step is just being with it, I think. Yeah. it. Can, I have to say though, from my personal experience, it was really hard for me to sit still in silence at first. So mm-hmm. If you're really new to this, I would actually recommend like some sort of guided meditation, like 
like I have some that I'm happy to send people um, that I've recorded and there's tons out there on YouTube as well. Um, And a lot of like my mentors have like really great memberships with like meditations that they've recorded as well. But I find that when you're very, very new to meditation, that having a guided meditation, something to help you like um, I think the word that I'm looking for is focus, like something to help you focus be, will really help you because I find that if you go straight to trying to sit in silence, your thoughts are all, are just going to be like all consuming in your head and then you're not going to get like the benefit that you're looking for out of the meditation. Yeah, that's a great point. I guided there's YouTube is my best friend guided meditations anything you want. If you want to manifest love, just type in guided meditation or hypnosis for love or anxiety or anything that it's, it's there and it's free. Yeah. There's so many free apps too that I love. Yeah, totally. I mean, YouTube, I still love it. Like I have, I have like a, I have a specific like, um, Reiki, like binaural beats that I've been playing like at night when I go to sleep and Mm -hmm. I've been having I've been having such good sleep when I play that yeah I do that with Spotify I have my sleep playlist um how did you get into crystals um so my crystal journey actually started a couple like two three years ago as well I was working with a life coach that was also an 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 and energy healer. I'm also fumbling over my words today. <laughs> um, she's an energy healer as well. And so our sessions were um like half like energy healing and like half like life coaching, um, which was absolutely my favorite. And so then she started, she was super into crystals and she just started telling me about like how awesome they are. And we I was at a point where I was just like, I'm so curious in like my spiritual journey that I will try anything because I'm just curious. Like I love learning. Mm -hmm. And so then she was telling me like how awesome crystals are. And one of the things that she first told me was how powerful it is to like gift somebody a crystal. The original plan was for her to mail me a couple crystals from her personal collection, but we were on lockdown. And so then she couldn't mail them to me. Um, So then when things like started to open up, it was funny. I had actually like just bought my first Oracle deck as well. And then I went to a crystal shop, a local crystal shop, and I picked up some crystals. And I realized when I went into that crystal shop that I had actually kind of always been into crystals. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. I was always, I was always like really into like, oh, let me just pick up a rock off the ground. And like, oh, this rock is so pretty. And then, um, like I said, I'm very connected to like my grandmother and like her spirit that has passed. And um, I went back to her house in Mexico last year. And I noticed that she had crystals all over the house. And like, Mm. I didn't even know it. And I was like, maybe she was the one that influenced like my interest in crystals. But yeah. Um, after I went into that crystal shop, I was like so excited. I was like reading all the properties and like all the different crystals. And like, I bought like, I bought a bunch of pocket crystals. Cause I always say like pocket crystals are kind of like your gateway into crystals. Like usually you don't, you don't 
typically start with like going for the big ones right off the bat because you're probably like let me see if these actually work yeah (laughs) so then like I bought like a whole bunch of pocket crystals and I came home and I was so excited and I was just like I just want to work with my crystals I just want to play with my crystals all day long and so then I would like keep them on my I would keep all of them I probably had like five at the time and I would just like keep all of them like around me on my desk and so then like as I started to work more like with my coach and like and get like more into healing like as well um I learned how to set intentions with my crystals so that I could ask them to like help me with something specific Mm -hmm. um and then my collection just kind of started growing from there I love that there's this a spiritual connection and with your grandma tied to it as well because I feel that with my grandma too and I did actually inherit one of her crystal necklaces now that we're talking about it I just realized but she was very spiritual as well. Yeah. So I know I showed you these crystals that I have before, but I'm curious because I don't ever do anything with them. So I want to know what I should do with them. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As you can tell, I'm very excited about this question. (laughs) Um, So um, I would say there's a couple like really simple things that I like to really tell people to like start with. So first, um, actually, there's quite a few. (laughs) I'm trying to narrow this down, but so many things keep coming to me. Um, Okay, so one of the simplest ways, which is kind of how I started, is I just kind of kept them around me. Like, so say that you work at a desk. Um, I would just keep them at my desk and just kind of observe them, like really observe like their unique properties, like glance at them, just kind of like really admire them. Like crystals are sentient beings, so they really like attention as well. So when you give them attention, I feel like they really um, enjoy working with you when you give them attention. So one of the nice ways to give them some attention is just like really admiring them. Another way to work with them is like carry them around with you. So you can carry them around with you like in your purse. Like I know you mentioned Mm -hmm. to me that you had a rose quartz in your purse. That's, Mm -hmm. that's perfect. I have some that I keep in my purse like all the time as well. Um, Another simple way to work with them is just hold them in your hand, um, hand or hands. Uh, during meditation so like say you have a morning or an evening practice that like involves meditation you can absolutely just like hold them in your hand and what I really like about doing that is that it kind of gives you like an anchor like an anchor to like stay grounded Um, especially because crystals do come from the earth Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would say my last like simple technique would be to pick out a crystal to work with you for the day or for the week. Um, or you could even extend it into like the season of life that you're in. Um, so what you can do is like, so say you have like just a few crystals, like lay them out in front of you and just pick whichever one is like calling to you that day. And Mm -hmm. then just carry, and then just carry it with you throughout the day because our, our crystals choose us just as much as we choose them. So if that 
crystal wanted to work with you that day, there's a particular reason why that crystal wants to work with you that day. Okay. So I have the pyrite in my hand. So if I want to attract more abundance and money, this is, this would be a good one to carry with me, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's a lot and like you can place them around your home and like specifically with feng shui, like you can place them in like different like feng shui centers of the home. Uh, I'm not a feng shui expert, so <laughs> I won't give you specific recommendations on that. But, if you're but I'm sure that you can Google it. And yeah, I, I just actually saw like an Instagram post about like putting citrine specifically in like the wealth area of the home as well. This is citrine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in this is good for wealth? Yeah. So that's also like another abundance crystal um, because it – so because it's tied to our self-confidence and our self-confidence is also like really tied to like abundance and like attracting like new opportunities into our life. That's mm-hmm. why citrine is like another great crystal for like wealth and abundance. What else? Okay. So what I like, I think the idea of meditating with them, I think, I think I need to do that more because I kind of use them like as an, on an altar when I'm doing meditation or journaling or something. So I do have them around, but I'm just wondering, like, can I take it up a notch? <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I love a hold I love holding them because especially like um a piece that like fits like really nicely like and say it's like more like a medium sized piece that fits like really nicely like in the palm of your hand like I find that that just gives you like such a good nice like anchor like down to the earth um it gives you like really something to like focus on that's the way that I think of it too is like it really gives you something to focus on especially if you're like me where your mind likes to wander a lot during meditation yeah so how how are they connected to the energy um so you can actually connect so like so the reason that I was talking and focusing a little bit on the different colors of the chakras is because you can also place crystals on your different chakras, like physically, like on your body, on your different chakras, or set the intention when you're meditating to have them help you like balance a particular chakra based off of like what chakra the crystal is connected to. So like, for example, an amethyst will be, will be connected to like your third eye or your crown chakra. Um, so if you have like a small, like tumbled amethyst, you can absolutely like lay down and like put it on your head and like ask for it to like help, you know, connect to your intuition and help like open up your crown chakra. Say you have one of the yellow crystals. So like a citrine or maybe like, I'm trying to think of another popular yellow one. Um, maybe like a yellow jasper. Um, you can place that on your solar plexus and ask for like a healer can do this for you. Also, if they're like physically, if they're there with you, like physically, they can place them on your chakras as well, but you can always just do it by yourself. Um, if you're laying down like at home, you can 
lay it, put it like on top of your chakra. And again, like set the intention that it's going to help you like invite in like self-confidence as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually, so pyrite is also an interesting factor on pyrite. Pyrite is actually really good for opening up the lungs when it comes to asthma- asthmatics. Um, so I have laid there with pyrite on my chest and mm. asked it to help it like open up my lungs. I need to do that because I feel like I've developed asthma later in life. Yeah. Um, what is your all-time favorite crystal? That's a tough question because I love them so much. I like <laughs> all different crystals so much. Um, but I think my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite is a green apophyllite that I got from my mentor, actually, like when she had her shop. And like typically green is like seen as a heart chakra like crystal because of, again, like because of the color. Mm -hmm. But I really just use this as like, I kind of like to think of this green apophyllite as like my master healer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really pretty. I just, I feel like I use it for, for everything. This is That's the cool. that I'm talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I, it's such an interesting story because this crystal like just kept like sitting on her shop. Like she had an online shop as well. And like, it just kept sitting around, sitting around and like nobody was attracted to it. And then I saw it and I like immediately had to snag it. So I was like, that just means that it was meant for me. What? So what is that one good for? What does it stand for? Um, so green is is a heart chakra crystal. So it, it brings peace, harmony, and abundance into your space. So that probably that probably explains why I'm very drawn to it. And mm-hmm. like I love to leave it like on my desk. It doesn't really move from my desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And then one last crystal question. If someone has never bought a crystal, what would you recommend their first crystal to be? Ooh, I would recommend like something like either like a chakra balancing set or I would start with kind of like the main, I call them like the main ones. Like, so like a rose quartz, an amethyst, a clear quartz, and probably a selenite too. Selenite is really good for charging your crystals back up with like more energy from the earth and then also cleansing them of any energy that they've absorbed. So I Mm. always like to recommend selenite to everybody. Well, thank you so much. I feel like I've learned a ton about crystals that I had no idea about. And um, if you want to let no- let listeners know where they can find you and anything that you have that you think they would like. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me. So it's at um, underscore Etoile Creations. Um and then another underscore. And I'll have Sarah put that in the show notes for you because the spelling is a little bit tricky. Yeah, I'll link um, it. <laughs> and I am. I So I currently have a couple of different offers going. Um, I do have a big abundance box, which is all the tools that you need to call abundance into your life. Um, so it has 
five different crystals in it um, for abundance. And it also has a cedar bundle for you to cleanse your crystals. Um, And then you'll get a guided meditation by me, like specifically for abundance and some journal prompts, like specifically for you to like tap into like, where might you be kind of blocking like some abundance, like being called into your life or like, how can you reframe your thoughts around abundance? And I do have one at a presale rate that any, it's just one special offer for one lucky person. And you can use code abundance50 at checkout. Um, and for anything else on the shop, um, or the abundance box or anything else, uh, you can also use code Sarah10 for 10% off. And she's, I'll give that to Sarah for the show notes as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and if anybody has any crystal questions, like feel free to, to DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to answer. Perfect. Well, thank you, Andrea, for being here and I will link everything in the show notes and thank you everyone for listening and we will be back next time. Bye. Bye.